Oh, it's the Council Roundup. What time is it? Tell me what time it is. All right. Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup brought to you each and every Wednesday by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Open for lunch on Saturdays as well. And don't forget about delivery. Head West Subs. All right, it was a four-hour meeting last night, and uh, of course, mainly they were talking about the city's annual spending plan on how your tax dollars are going to be spent, and there were tons of different amendments that uh, ultimately were brought up. Some advanced, some did not. Sparked a whole bunch of debates, so we'll get to a lot of that. Uh, But first, adding two last night was zoning, (laughs) so they had to deal with some zoning issues. Also... Adding to last night, they had to hear from the Inspector General of the Springfield City Council, and that is uh, Judge uh, uh, Roger Holmes, who uh, was, uh, you know, there to to talk about, uh, ultimately... A complaint that was made uh, to to Springfield Alder people talking about closed door meetings. Uh, so let's go ahead and head on over to this, where you've got the uh, Inspector General discussing uh, what uh, ultimately he had to delve into uh, with uh, regards to a uh, executive session meeting that we've talked quite a bit about, and that Alder people approved to release the mini- minute meeting. Uh, the minutes uh, of the the meeting, the recording, uh, so we'll hear that, uh, and I'll get our hands on that at some point, and we'll hear that this week, I imagine. Uh, but here's uh, Judge Holmes. It's quite clear what the executive session was about, and the only matters left to doubt after all of the disclosures had been made were whether or not there was a consensus to take a particular action. Dan, we uh, had these conversations back and forth about the uh, discussion, and it was concerning debt and whether or not the city would forgive the debt of the uh, Wyndham City Center uh, when they were owing uh, you know, $1.5 million or something to that effect. Uh, but uh, ultimately, the mayor uh, going forward with... Uh, uh, Forgiving around a quarter million dollars of that in various fees. Uh, so more from uh, Judge Holmes yesterday, uh, who's the inspector general for the city of Springfield. Common sense should prohibit such discussions. This lack of guidance clouds the issue. I searched again within the four corners of the city code for the consequences of aldermen or executive branch elected officials violating any provisions of the city code and found but one scant uh, reference at section 3101 titled rules expulsion. This section reads, the city council shall determine its own rules of proceeding and punish its members for disorderly conduct with the concurrence of two-thirds of the aldermen elected, it may expel an alderman, but not a second time for the same offense. That's verbatim from your city code. Again, this section is worded in a confusing manner. It would seem that expulsion would be just for a single meeting based upon the language, and an alderman may not be expelled a second time for the same offense. The section is also silent as to when the expulsion would occur But again, common sense would dictate that if an alderman was disorderly during a meeting, the remaining alderman could vote on expulsion from that meeting. 
There is nothing to state that the expulsion could occur at a subsequent meeting, and such late punishment would not have the effect of calming and returning a council meeting to normalcy by the immediate expulsion of the disorderly alderman. So again, uh, some uh, more than you probably wanted to know about uh, measures to hold alder people accountable. Are there ways to expel them? Are those only for one meeting or that uh, more permanent solution? So uh, how do you go about this? Uh, Judge Holmes yesterday, he's the inspector general for the city of Springfield, uh, talks about the ambiguity that's there. There is little that the Inspector General can do to resolve this situation. The participants who have disclosed bits and pieces of the meeting have made this a political election year dispute. By the Council releasing the recordings of the executive session, this dispute can be decided in the most democratic fashion, which is by allowing the public to form its own opinions and respond at the ballot box as all political decisions are ultimately decided. So we will hear that. They did approve releasing that. We'll get our hands on those tapes eventually. But uh, what about recommendations from the Inspector General? Review the city code to add more definition to the description of executive session in Section 31.24 to specify the consequences of breaching the confidential nature of the executive session and by revising Section 31.03 to bring clarity as to whether or not the expulsion process contemplates removal from a single meeting or a more permanent action. There is nothing in the city code which deals in any way with an impeachment or permanent removal of a city council member and what level of violation of rules is necessary to support an action. So uh, provide some clarity to the ordinances. If uh, Springfield Alder people are going to uh, take this serious in the debates that have had uh, the past three weeks or so, uh, then then what kinds of steps they could take is, well, they could provide more clarity on how to hold Alder people accountable if they are indeed uh, found to have uh, violated some kind of public trust of sorts. Uh, so uh, interesting to hear that review, but the uh, inspector general making an announcement last night in front of the Springfield City Council. This, ladies and gentlemen, will be my last report to you. I am saying a word I have difficulty in saying in my life, and that is I'm going to retire as Inspector General. Uh, I have asked the mayor not to uh, reappoint me March 1st, as would normally be expected to occur. This has been an incredible honor for me to serve as the first Inspector General for the city of Springfield. Sometimes we were charting new ground, sometimes we were learning along the way, but one thing is clear to me, this position is important to open government. It's an important voice for people to inquire into the actions of their government and it's one that I encourage that you continue uh, long into the future. So, yeah, I think it uh, it's obviously something that uh, we've watched, uh, you and I, as we've been doing the council roundup for, gosh, 
15 years or something, it seems like. Uh, but regardless, you know, been doing this for a long time, watching that develop under, I believe it was uh, former Alderman Corey Job bringing about the idea of an inspector general for the city of Springfield. And then all of the different cases we've heard. So interesting to hear the announcements that uh, Judge Holmes is stepping down from that post. Uh, a couple of things before we take a break and then really get into the heated debate about the budget. Uh, another ordinance that was up for consideration was $600,000 in TIF money for Horace Mann to deal with what they see as a dilapidated property. Uh, we start off with uh, a little bit of uh, a, an announcement from uh, Alderwoman uh, Kristen DeCenso at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. And then we got a letter from Landmarks Illinois today stating just that, that this does not meet the minimum TIF requirement. Um, I'm not against this project. I just have concerns about this project. So whether we need clarification, whether we need to hold it till we get more clarification, what, whatever we need to do is what we should do. And they had uh, a representative there from Horace Mann to uh, further elaborate on their thoughts of this letter that was received by City Alder people from a historic uh, sites commission. History of this building tells you that no prudent and feasible alternative exists. As I mentioned, in the late 1980s, it was converted into a state office building. That was the last time that this building has received a, a substantial investment. So we're going on 40 years. And that representative from Horace Mann continues to justify getting $600,000 in TIF money. Since this is not within the historic district, and even if it was, it was not a contributing structure, and even if it was, no prudent and feasible alternative exists, we ask that you approve this redevelopment agreement so that this building can be demolished and the site can be reused. And then uh, Alderman Joe McMiniman, he had a uh, proposal to uh, alleviate some of the concerns that there were uh, brought up about uh, spending this $600,000 on the uh, the Horace Mann building and Alderman McMiniman making this proposal at last night's city council meeting. I'd just like to ask the Horace Mann attorney and our city attorney to consider a subrogation clause whereby if we get sued, Horace Mann will cover our costs. And, and I hope that's a reasonable request since, you know, you've really put on a persuasive uh, case tonight that you have no doubts that we would prevail. Well, Horace Mann said, now nah, they, they've never seen that type of thing happen in any development agreement. They didn't agree to that. But uh, regardless, City Alder people went ahead and approved that ordinance as is. All right, a uh, ton more coming up with the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Head West Subs. And the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Let's now get to uh, open comments for the Springfield City Council, which was full last night. It was jam-packed. A lot of Springfield police officers in the audience in their uniform uh, as they were preparing to uh, debate and pass a budget. Uh, but one item that was up for consideration in a couple of different fronts was financing for uh, the Pillsbury Mills project. We've heard about that. Chris Richmond with Moving Pillsbury Forward, a nonprofit. He was there to talk about how they could definitely be still in assist, uh, use of assistance uh, from city dollars to help fund their operations because they're getting some federal dollars and uh, the nonprofit still needs some more funding to make all of that happen. But I would like to see uh, some sort of funds within the, the FY24 budget uh, so that we can work with demo contractors and, and 
and get the, the momentum of the project continued further along. So uh, Richmond there during public comments to, to hear from alder people, but uh, Springfield Alderman Sean Gregory uh, got uh, got a bit heated, uh, essentially uh, seeming to indicate that he was not approached about this particular issue. Uh, here's Alderman Sean Gregory. Even give us the common decency to call us and respect us as men. That's, that's, I'm tired of it, and, and we can smack our lips because I'm just getting started. That's disrespectful. Come on, man. I've been there since the beginning. I remember when nobody wanted to do it. Huh? So I, now we playing politics. I'm talking, I got the floor. And you go over, over to our West Side Alderman's, my colleagues, and I have to reach out to them. So um, Gregory seeming to be a little uh, put off by uh, what he perceived as uh, not being included in talks to get uh, more funding for uh, the Moving Pillsbury project. Also, uh, Alderman Williams Jr. as well, uh, sharing some frustrations. Uh, You've got others that were jumping into the conversation, including Alderman Donilon, uh, Alderman McMiniman, and else uh, other alder people from across the uh, the spectrum. Uh, Chris Richmond responding to at least Alderman Gregory's concerns. Concerns. I understand. I appreciate that. And we, we did have communications in November, uh, just like we did with the mayor's office. And, and uh, you know, I hadn't had those direct communications with many of the other aldermen, so I made sure those communications took place during the month of February after the budget books had come out. And it was unclear where the funding might be. So... So uh, Richmond sharing some of his response there, uh, but Alderman Hanauer uh, providing his reaction to the the uh, frustrations that some aldermen feel uh, versus others when it comes to how they approach uh, distributing dollars. I don't look at east side, west side, north side, south side. I'm talking, Sean. How would you feel that, if I do it to you? Do you want to give my, my ward money? I don't do I'll it take to it. you. I don't do that to y'all. Alderman, y'all disrespect Alderman, us all Alderman, the time. That's not about disrespect, Sean. Now, Alderman it's Hanauer. not about disrespect. I can get loud too. Alderman, like Alderman Hanauer has respect the floor. Us as so obviously some uh, pretty uh, heated uh, passions there uh, when dealing with the uh, the back and forth of uh, who exactly is going to be bringing ordinances forward, uh, who's included in these conversations. Uh, pretty uh, uh, passionate dust up there. I don't look at east side, west side, north side, south side. I'm talking, Sean. How would you feel that, if I do it to you? Do you want to give my, my ward money? I don't do I'll it take to it. you. I don't do that to y'all. Alderman, y'all disrespect Alderman, us all Alderman, the time. That's not I'll about disrespect, Sean. Alderman, now, Alderman, it's Alderman, not about disrespect. I can get loud, too. Alderman, Alderman Hanauer has the floor. Respect us as men. More from Alderman Hanauer. It's not about disrespect. If you if you want to do you want to put some money over my ward, thank you. I appreciate it. But it's not about disrespect. So, uh, yeah, not the last outburst we're going to hear within the uh, Springfield City Council, that's for sure. Uh, so stay tuned. Much more coming up here with the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. Oh, we got so much more to get to from a four-hour meeting last night. And I promise we'll do what we can to get to it all. In the short amount of time we've got together, it is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. 
During the uh, public uh, debates portion of the budget discussions, they had the uh, police chief there, uh, uh, Chief Scarlett, and uh, he addressed some of the uh, the issues uh, that have uh, happened recently uh, when it comes to policing in Illinois and Springfield and uh, funding and making sure that uh, law enforcement are respected and uh, appreciated. Uh, here's Chief Scarlett. I care about 117,000 citizens that make up the city of Springfield that encompass Ward 1 all the way to Ward 10. We don't care where people live. We respond to calls for service on a daily basis. That's our job. That's what we signed up to do, and we care about people. You know, it was a little less than a year ago when I personally asked the SPD officers to come show support and solidarity regarding a tragic incident that uh, happened within our ranks. And tonight, as you can see, the council chambers are once again packed. And this time, I come in support of them. As a leader of this organization, I stood here a few weeks ago and discussed how it's impossible to put a price on the priceless noble calling of law enforcement. A noble calling that persevered through the challenges of COVID-19, persevered through the nationwide George Floyd events, and most recently, the tragic incident in our community involving EMS. Additionally, we all discussed what it means to put on body armor at the beginning of each shift and kiss your family goodbye, not knowing what dangers lurk around the corner. And you all know, but I'm going to repeat it, it was just a few nights ago that danger became a reality for one of our officers who was nearly struck by gunfire. And only by the grace of God was that officer not struck. And he's here present tonight. And it was the use of tactical training, patience, and professionalism that allowed this potential tragedy to turn into yet another peaceful resolution by the Springfield Police Department team. And I'm extremely proud of each one of them for that. And uh, Scarlett continued to discuss uh, various issues that uh, law enforcement face when it comes to safety and security. Uh, and again, the, uh, the the city council chambers uh, packed with Springfield police uh, there to uh, show solidarity. Alderman Gregory sounding off uh, to, to police last night. I, I being from where you are from, knowing how important it is to have a quality and significant quality of responsible understanding knowledge of policing. The type of officer who can understand that a fist fight between neutral combatants may not warrant an arrest opposed to getting someone who beats and arrests both of them. That's the difference in pay. Getting an officer who understands emotional moments and accepts apologies instead of lashing out is a quality officer. And Gregory continues. Support your, the officers. We support good officers. You know, I've had a great relationship working with Chief Winslow and this chief. We support y'all. Don't let nobody tell y'all that we don't. We just may just uh, uh, disagree with how we go about it. That's it, and that's all. And that go for every employee in this in this city. Then they had a uh, police union official, I believe, uh, address Alderman Gregory and uh, bring up some uh, previous communications. Uh, Alderman Gregory, 18 months ago on September 14, 2021, you sent an email to the police union when we asked you if we could meet and discuss these issues. And I'm quoting, thanks for reaching out. After careful consideration, I will decline to meet with any member of the PBPA with any police issues, concerns, or topics at this time. I said PBAPA. 
the rest of them can come meet with me as individuals any time they want. I never meet with y'all and y'all trying to put me under arrest for something I just didn't do. You heard when one of your field reps, what, what your field rep said, he didn't agree. Uh, your field officer said he didn't agree. He a brother. He didn't agree what y'all was trying to do to me. So whatever. But let's. So obviously, uh, you know, getting a little bit away from the budget, but uh, some emotions uh, definitely on display last night at the Springfield City Council meeting. Uh, but talking about the budget, talking about pay, one of the measures that was brought forward uh, was, I think, like $2 million more for a line item within uh, the, the police funding. And uh, here's a bit of the, about that from Alderman Hanauer. Give you guys a raise next year. Budget's in the toilet. Guess what happens? Who's the new cops out here? Raise your hands. Sorry. Guess what? You might be gone. Or not. No. Or not. No. It's a good that's possibility, a, Chuck. Speculation. Well, right. then, then, okay, then, then you, you have, to, have to vote for tax increase. Well, you know what? No, we don't. We cut the fat, Ralph, before we do there's anything. No, there's no... <laughs> yeah, there is. You know there anyway, is. Anyway, I'm just telling you, and that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from. And Alderman Hanauer and Alderman Redpath continue back and forth. And it's not just about the PBPA. It's about the, all the members of the Springfield Police Department, not just you guys, but these guys. They don't get a, they don't get a raise either. And the bottom line is if we don't make this adjustment, we're, not, we're never going to catch up to the departments around the state. And Redpath continues. And the fact that the numbers of recruits Donald. that we get, the numbers used to be hundreds yeah. uh, that applied for the test. It's not that way anymore. It's alarming. We've discussed those things in this room. We've discussed how important it is to increase the salaries, increase the incentives, increase uh, any outside-the-box ideas so that we can keep our officers here. We don't want to see our officers leaving after three years or even leaving early, so to speak. And I got so uh, obviously the discussion continues on how to best recruit officers. You had Alderman Redpath continue to show his support. Uh, but then the mayor uh, discusses a variety of things as well, even brings up the uh, police chief to discuss how many police officers they actually have on hand. 254. 254. I asked him, I said we had, I thought it was 249. He said, yes, we added some positions and moved that direction. But at one time we had 284, so you can't say... This doesn't impact things. It does because we don't know what tomorrow brings. One of the things that uh, Alderman Hanauer was saying was if we just throw more money at it, we don't know what's going to be you know, the future, what, it, what it's going to hold. So uh, some of the ongoing conversations about funding for police under the umbrella of continued negotiations for a future police contract ongoing and uh, Mayor Langfelder uh, highlighting some of the issues that are uh, being discussed. 4% for three years, each year 4%. And then residency that mirrors the fire department. But that would have to, uh, you know, you know, you have the mediation that goes on. And, uh, you know, that plays out its process. But that's... Uh that's kind of where they're at. And uh, uh, the ongoing uh, debates about how much to spend, where to spend it, continued. But only after there was a, a little bit of a break. Here's the clerk. Mayor, before you take a break... Would it be appropriate now when the ladies and gentlemen for the police force are here to take a moment of silence for uh, Ward 5 Alderman Bob, Bob Vos, yeah. uh, an icon in Springfield that we lost? We'll take That's that moment Franklin. of silence here.
In that moment of silence in recognition of Bob Vos, uh, who lost his life, 94 years old, leaving behind quite the legacy. Uh, but uh, right after that, they took a five-minute break. But before that, Alderman Redpath making a joke. Thank you, and thank you for coming. But please stay if you'd like to stay. <laughs> Mayor, if I could just say, if we just would have charged to get in the meeting, we'd have balanced the budget. <laughs> That's probably true, uh, but uh, it, it would have been public dollars going into public dollars. So, uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, you know, there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, you had Alderman uh, Williams uh, with a proposed amendment. Again, a lot of amendments proposed. Some didn't make it. Some advanced. Uh, Alderman Williams talking about uh, wanting a new code enforcement officer. We just have to do what cities have to do and, and cut back and not worry about a ticket. Is all I'm saying in my ward. Now, War 8 is kind of, you know, they got money. Come on. They, they don't have these kind of situations. <laughs> no, it's not funny, but so, so when you think about an alley oh, and you Lord. see the overgrowth, the first thing I'm thinking is who would let it get this bad? But when you dig a little deeper, you find these kind of situations. 80-year-olds who are just check to check, you know, whether it's Social Security or whatever. So Alderman Connolly wanted to respond to uh, Alderman Williams saying, hey, Alderman uh, in Ward 8, they've got money over there in Ward 8, but not in Alderman Williams' ward. Woman Conley. Thank you. This this isn't funny. Um, ward 8 has plenty of pockets of low income. But you want to take Let them. me finish, no, my, let let me finish what I'm finish. saying. We'll go in order. Okay. Thank Please you. Thank do you. finish. Oh, thank, thank you for you. the permission. Thank you. Go ahead, Alderman Conley. Thank you, Mayor. I'm glad I'm allowed to speak tonight. I have not done that much, Mr. McMenamin. Let's just uh, try to stick to the subject matter. I'm trying to, Mayor, if if these gentlemen would let me finish my sentence. Thank you. I have plenty of pockets of low-income homeowners and elderly homeowners, which is why I pushed through an ordinance to give them support to do exterior repairs. I'm not as concerned about elderly homeowners who can't afford trimmers getting ticketed. I don't want to see landlords getting passes. People who are earning an income from their property need to be ticketed if they're not maintaining their property. It's not a laughing matter. I've got plenty of low-income pockets in my ward, and I'm going to advocate for them too. So maybe we could stop this east-west stuff where everyone in my ward is wealthy. That's not how this city works. And you can nod and you can laugh at me all you want, Mr. Williams. We'll, we'll, come, up, we'll come up with a process regarding Thank addressing you, landlords. So there you go. Uh, again, the passions continue to uh, uh, be on display at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. And this was, again, four hours of a meeting. And then you get to the uh, vote for the overall budget, Alderman McMiniman. Uh, he said that he was going to support this, but he can't support it because it doesn't do enough for broadband. But then the mayor suggested go ahead and make an amendment to include broadband funding, and they did. They approved that, and then the vote started. Alderman McMiniman. Yes. Alderman Connolly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. Did <laughs> you get a picture of that? What? One more time. Hey. One more time. That's the, the first cameras. time in 12 years. First in 12 years. What else is going to get a standing well, ovation? That's it. <laughs> so Alderman McMiniman votes for the first time for a budget in his 12 years. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joe. That's incredible. Wow. Alderman Connolly. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat that. So uh, the budget passes after four hours of debate, a lot of emotion. That's your council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Now, 7.53. It's time to apply at Culver's West on Wabash.